of your fire. I need more of your fire because it's a consuming fire. His fire is a consuming fire. And, and we, live in, we live a life that is so consumed with the physical realm. Amen? We, we live in this world, in this life, so consumed with the natural, physical realm. We wake up into it. We walk around in it. And it just grabs our attention. It demands our attention. It pulls on our attention. And it tries to fill us with just all these natural, physical, worldly things. And we need the fire of the Holy Spirit to come and consume us with heavenly things, with supernatural things. Because I don't know if any of you have ever been on fire. Hope not. Um, I've never been on fire. I once lit a fence, poured petrol all over a fence, wood fence, and I lit it, and the fire came out, and it surrounded me. And uh, I just, the f my first instinct was to run. This is when I was young, before I was saved, by the way. Um, I don't recommend doing that. And uh, the first instinct was just to run. I was just running with the fire. <laughs> first in the natural, then in the spiritual. Amen? And, uh, but I, I could imagine if you were doused in petrol and set on fire, um, all you'd be thinking about is the fire. All you'd be thinking about is the pain that you experience. You'd be consumed. You wouldn't be thinking, oh, I wonder what's on TV tonight. Hmm. Oh, that person said something bad about me on Facebook. Oh. You wouldn't be thinking about any of that. You'd be thinking about the fire. Amen? And it's like when the Holy Spirit comes on us and he fills us with his fire, suddenly we get consumed and we, we, we think about God. We get consumed with heaven. We get consumed with the eternal realm. Suddenly the, the things, the natural things of this world seem to not feel as important. Amen? Even though they are important, we live in this world, but we're not of this world. We're of another world. We're of a supernatural kingdom. We're of a supernatural realm. We are just citizens of heaven passing through earth for this limited time. Just limited time. And yet, I'm aware of myself. I some, so often get caught up just in natural, physical, earthly things. And I'm just, the Holy Spirit's been getting hold of me lately. And I'm, I'm saying, God, I don't want to be so consumed with natural, physical things. I want to be consumed with heaven. I want to live my life consumed with God, with heaven, with, with a singleness of focus. See, that's what fire does. It, it, it narrows our focus. It gives us singleness, one focus, God, fire of God, presence of God, the kingdom of God. And, and that's really what it's all about. We have, we, we're here for a moment on this earth. We, we, we're here, literally, like when you think about it, like it seems to take a long time happening, but once it has happened, you look back and you think, wow, where did all the time go? It just, it's just gone. On our deathbed one day, where did all the time go? What did I do with my life? I don't want to live my life just consumed with natural earthly things. I want to live my life consumed with the fire of God, the fire of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I just want to pour a bit of oil out on you guys this morning and on myself. And I want the Holy Spirit to come and light that fire. And He's going to consume us. And there's going to come just a fresh focus of Him. Because the fire burns away things. Amen. It just, there's, there's something about a purifying fire. It just burns away the unnecessary things. The, 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 the distractions. And um, I'm just, lately I'm saying, God, what is this fire? And I want more of it. And I need more of it. And, um, you know, it, Solomon...
when he had built the temple, um, and then he, he, they, the priests, they offered all these sacrifices um, to God, and they were dedicating the temple, the, this, this new incredible temple, gold, just stunning temple. And, uh, and then it, it says that, um, I'll just read it for you. It says, As soon as Solomon finished his prayer, fire came, fire came down from heaven and consumed, consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled the Lord's house. When all the people of Israel saw the fire come down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed down with their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshipped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. That was revival fire. Revival fire, just all of Israel, suddenly they saw the fire, the supernatural heavenly fire of God. They saw the glory of God coming upon the temple. Suddenly they were consumed. They realized God is real. God is good. He is true. They were all caught up with natural earth. Suddenly the fire of God consumed them. They fell to the ground and they worshipped him, surrendering their lives to him. Amen. And, and, the, and it says the fire came from heaven. It wasn't a natural fire. It wasn't a man-made fire. It was an eternal, heavenly fire that came down from heaven on the sacrifice. It fell on the offering, on the sacrifice. Why could it fall on the sacrifice? Because it was an acceptable sacrifice. It was you know, an acceptable sacrifice. And the fire, the fire falls on an acceptable sacrifice. And um, the, it, it, it wasn't the priest that had to be perfect or acceptable. It was the sacrifice that, see, God didn't look at the priest. He looked at the sacrifice. Amen? Amen? In the new covenant, Jesus is our perfect sacrifice. And, and so, so we say, but I don't think I'm worthy for the fire. I don't think I'm worthy for the Holy Spirit. Don't ask yourself, am I worthy? Am I holy? Ask, is Jesus worthy? Is Jesus holy? Because we are in him. We are in Christ who is the perfect sacrifice and the fire of God falls on the perfect sacrifice. You've been made perfect in Christ. He's made you worthy. Amen? He's made you worthy. And um, Elijah, you know, the prophets of Baal, they were, he was in a contest. You know, whose God is real? And uh, the prophets of Baal, they built an altar. They were calling down fire. No fire came. And then Elijah, he builds an altar, puts a sacrifice on the altar, wets the altar, pours water on the altar, and, and then prays to God. And then it says, fire came down from heaven. And, and just burnt the offering, the altar, the water, all of it. Fire came down from heaven. And when everyone saw the fire, they fell to their faces. Again, they fell to their face and they worshiped God saying, God is good. There's something about the fire of God. It, it's a testimony to this world. Amen. On the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, we see Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, has been, had been offered. And he said... 
to his disciples. Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem until I send the Holy Spirit and you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you to be my witness. And so they go and they, they're in the upper room and they're waiting for the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father. Joel, he prophesied, he said, you know, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. <sighs> and so they're waiting, the church is waiting in the upper room and the perfect sacrifice had been offered. They were in Christ. They were perfect in Christ. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit, he comes in like a mighty rushing wind. We see it in Acts chapter 2. I'll read it to you. It says, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. What was that rushing wind? That was the Holy Spirit rushing in. He was coming in, coming in like a mighty rushing wind and divided tongues as of fire appeared on them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Holy Spirit rushed into that place. The fire of God came and he, and he, he came upon each, each of them. And then it says, yeah, that we were filled with the Spirit, started prophesying, praying in tongues. And the world outside, they, it was a sign and a wonder. They gathered. They gathered and they came. What is going on here? Some saying they drunk. You know, some saying this is incredible. We're hearing them speak in our own language, but these are people from Galilee. How, how can they? They knew something supernatural was happening. This was the people outside the world. And Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he'll, you'll, you'll receive power and fire when the Holy Spirit comes and you'll be a witness for me, the fire is, is here to make us a witness to this world because I'm, I'm just tired of debating with people. I'm just, you're never going to convince anyone into the kingdom. I've, I've got atheist friends. They are, so, they are so locked up in their minds with atheism and there's no God. Like how, how can people believe such nonsense? I believe in science. Yeah, exactly. We believe in science. like... I believe in science, so I believe in evolution. That's, that's the, mo the biggest nonsense. That's not science. That's, it takes more faith to believe in evolution than to believe there is a God. Amen? How can you say, like, all of this that exists created itself, exists by itself? Nothing is self-existent except for God. Only God is self-existent. Things can't just create themselves. They can't just exist on their, on their, by themselves. No, someone had to create them. Science proves and points and shows there is an almighty God who created us. He created this earth. And these people, they were outside, they were drawn to something supernatural, to God. Not some natural fire, but to a supernatural fire that was falling on the church. That's how Jesus started his church, with the fire of God. And then the fire over the centuries went out. And then we came up with theories and programs and strategy and techniques and, and, we just, and the, so much of the church today has just lost the fire. And I'm, I'm just a bit sick of people having an issue with the Holy Spirit. I'm tired of people having an issue with the fire of God. It's just stop. I'm not saying you guys, but so much of the church. They've replaced the fire of the Holy Spirit. They've replaced the presence of God with programs. It's like, what are you doing? You need the fire of God. Because that is it's a testimony to this world. You're not going to convince this world with your programs. But when they encounter the presence of God, the fire of God, and are consumed with the fire of God, they know He is real. 
Amen? Recently we prayed for children at a family camp. The fire of God just fell on them. It just, God just, they were weeping. About ten children just weeping under the presence and the, the power of the Holy Spirit. And it was just God. God just did it. Like, I couldn't have orchestrated it myself. I was praying for people, people falling over. And I looked and I saw the kids, they were all staring at me with like sauce. Like their eyes were like saucers. Like, what is this? I said, do you guys want some? They're like, yes. I said, line up. And they lined up and I prayed for them. And the fire of God hit them. They all started weeping. I was like, oh no, what have I done? Like, they, they were just like, <laughs> even my own son, Asher, he was nine. He's nine. For half an hour, he stood there. <laughs> I've never seen him like that. And then he starts laughing after about half an hour. He's laughing and crying. <laughs> and all these kids, they were laughing and crying. And no, no, this wasn't some mind trick. This wasn't manipulation or anything. No one, I couldn't do that. I'm not, I don't know how to do that. This was the presence and the power of God that was all over them. And um, a bit later, I was interviewing them. I was saying, what was happening? What were you feeling? They're like, I don't know. It was just so good. I just love it. Because some of them were on the ground. They looked like they were in agony. They're like, ah! <laughs> and I, like, I got a bit concerned. Some of the parents were getting a bit concerned. They were like, ooh, is this a demon? Is, is my, does my child have a demon? Because like, it sounded pretty intense. And, and so I knelt down next to someone. I was like, excuse me, excuse me. Um, hey, hey, look at me. What, how, how are you feeling? What are you feeling? I don't know. I just feel so good. I feel so happy. I'm like, really? Oh, awesome. Keep going. Keep enjoying it. Carry on. And they're like, oh, yeah. And uh, I interviewed one of them afterwards, a 10-year-old girl. And uh, I was talking to her, and she, she, said, she said, before, I, I didn't really know if God was real. She said, but now I know he's real. And it's like, for me, that was just boom. That's it. That's a testimony. God testifies through his presence, through his power, through his fire. And when God's presence comes, it convinces people. They your debates aren't going to convince them. God's, God's living, tangible reality and presence gets a hold of people and convinces them. And then they know he's real. He's real. See, for someone to tell me God's not real, it's like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you're too late. I know he's real because I've met him. I know him. I've, I've experienced his presence. When I was 14, he knocked me off my feet onto the floor. And I was under his power for two hours just laughing in the spirit like drunk and in a church. And, you know, when you're 14, you're self-conscious. But I didn't care. I just didn't care. It was so good. And I got up. I just knew God was real. I felt his presence with me every day of my life ever since then. And uh, I, I'm, I'm just hungry for more and more. And I'm 42 now. I don't know how much longer I've got left. I just, I want to spend the, the remainder of my budget of time, not on just natural, earthly, worldly things, but on encountering him, encountering his presence. I don't want to aspire for my next sermon. I want to aspire for my life, for my whole life. Lately I was saying, God, I just need more of your fire. And I don't think God is a five-minute God. You know, a drive-through drive through God. And like some of us, we can treat him like that. I can treat him like that. You know, just, you know, five minutes. I've got five minutes, God. Let me pray for five minutes. Okay, I've got what I need. Okay, now I'm, I'm going. No. It's like it's, it's, there's something about hunger and desire and desperation. And, and just, I'm, I just I want to be desperate for his presence. 
I want, to be, I want to be desperate to encounter him. I'm not happy with just surface level encounter. I want to go deeper and deeper. I want to experience him more and more. Amen? His fire. I want his fire. How many of you want his fire in your life? Lately I've been thinking, I just... How, how do we get that fire in our life more? Well, first we've got to, we've got to realize we're, we're an acceptable sacrifice. We're in, we're holy. He's made us holy. And, uh, you know, stop striving. Stop, stop trying to get so holy. You know, that only those with a pure heart and clean hands will see the Lord. And, and we've just, we, people have just twisted that and they've just met. Only those with a pure heart and a clean clean hands will, will see the Lord and so if you want his presence and if you want his fire and you want to live in his presence you've got to make sure you keep your heart clean and you keep your hands clean and, and, a, and a pure heart it's like um, I thought I thought that we we enter his presence through the blood I thought it was the blood not my not my ability to wash my hands and wash my heart you can never wash your heart and your hands clean enough to make you worthy to enter his presence that's just just pure self-righteousness Right there, amen? Uh, oh God, and, and it's, it sounds so sincere. It's sincere. It sounds so religious, right? Oh, I just want a pure heart and clean hands so that I can see the Lord. No, it's through the blood of Jesus that we see the Lord. It's through the grace of God that we see the Lord. We don't have the right to change the gospel. All of a sudden now it's through my performance that I can see the Lord. And if I, if I haven't been performing, well, then he keeps me out of his presence. I don't have a right to be in his presence. no tell you in the times when you haven't performed well at all your worst performances that's when you need to be in his presence why would he keep you out of his presence in those times that's when you need it the most amen and we have boldness to draw near every moment of every day through the blood of jesus not through our own blood not through our own sacrifice amen amen um (laughs) draw near through the grace and um so much I could say here, but basically, um, if you have a log of fire, a, a log of wood, and you want that to get on fire, you want that to catch on fire. What do you do? You got to put it in the fire. <laughs> Amen. If you want to get on fire for God, what do you do? You got to get in the fire. Such an incredible revelation. Amen. You've got to get in His presence. And God's, yeah, He's not a five-minute God. I'm like, God, I just want to spend more time in Your presence. I want to get in Your presence. I want to get Your fire. We're, we're called living sacrifices in the New Testament. I'm a living sacrifice. That the reason why we don't get in His fire, get in His presence, is because... We, we, we haven't realized that we're dead. <laughs> and we're too busy trying to just live our life and our plan and our will. It's like the Bible says, offer yourself as a living sacrifice. And, and how do you offer yourself as a living sacrifice? It's through a revelation. I'm dead. I, I actually gave my life to Jesus. I didn't add Jesus to my selfish life. Like I, like I add Buddha and I add Krishna and I add you know, this and I add that and I'll take a little bit of Jesus as well and, you know, if he can help me. No, it's, you come to Jesus and you surrender 
And then you get united with Christ and you die with him on the cross, buried with him in baptism and your old life is left behind and then he raises you up into new life to live a life for him. And it's now no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me and through me. And so every day, it's not about me and my life and my plans and my will. See, there's so many people, that their will is clashing with God's will. God wants to take them here, but they want to go here. Oh God, it's so inconvenient to go go there. I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that. I don't want to lay this down. Lay it's like, but when you're a living sacrifice, there's no conflict. There's no clash. It's like, yes, God, we go there. We go there. We go. We move from South Africa to Perth and the call of God. We go to Hong Kong and we go just wherever. Go back to Australia. Go wherever you're calling us, God. Do whatever you want me to do. Say whatever you want me to say. I'm a living sacrifice. Amen? Amen? And so... Man, I think we just got to start our day with the fire of God, getting in his presence, getting in his fire. And uh, I think a, a part of getting on fire is, believe it or not, you ready? You ready? Wait for it. In this grace church, fasting. Ooh, fasting. I think the church and believers, we should do more fasting. Oh, but the new covenant isn't it about feasting. Uh, yes, it's about feasting, but it's also about fasting. <laughs> because fasting is about getting rid of distractions in our life and denying ourselves certain things so that we can get alone with God, get in his presence. Amen? That's what it is. Jesus, Jesus, he went into the wilderness and he fasted for 40 days. It says he went into the wilderness, led by the Spirit. It says he was full of the Spirit. He went in for 40 days. He was being led by the Spirit. And um, what's the wilderness? It's a place of no distraction. No Facebook in the wilderness. No YouTube. No Netflix. No this, no that. It's just, it's just him and the Holy Spirit. Just spending time with God. Just spending time with God. See, it, it was, that's not an old covenant a lot of the church has an old covenant theology of fasting. It's like my fasting, I earned some blessing. I earned some favor. I twisted God's arm through my hunger strike. It's, fasting's not a hunger strike. Fasting's actually not about God. Fasting is about you. It's about us. It's about me. It's about getting control over my flesh and over my mind so that my, my flesh can just lie down and my mind can just be still and be quiet because our mind gets so full of noise and clutter and distraction. This world has got so much. Never before in history has there been so much distraction because of the internet. Internet is wonderful, but it can become such a distraction as well. Just fill our head with noise and we're trying to hear God's voice. Why can't I hear God's voice? I'll tell you why, because you've got so much noise inside of your head. So many other voices competing. God's not competing with all those voices. Amen. And sometimes we just actually got to take the time just to quieten those, those voices. I'm not talking about demonic voices, all right? If you're hearing that, you just drive that out in Jesus' name. Amen. But just stilling the distractions, the busyness, all that stuff, and getting alone with God, getting in his presence, getting hungry for him, getting full of his fire. And uh, that's what Jesus did for 40 days before he started his ministry. Then it says he came out in the power of the Spirit. He went in full of the Spirit. He came out in the power of the Spirit. That's when he started to change water 
into one, started healing the cripples, opening blind eyes, walking on water, multiplying bread, driving out demons, preaching with great authority. As he was a man who understood the Spirit, full of the Spirit, in the power of the Spirit. And um, I don't want to be in the power of Facebook and in the power of YouTube and, and full, of, full of all that. I want to be full of the Spirit. Amen? Like, praise God for all those things. I love Facebook. I love YouTube. I love Netflix. All that. I love my wife. I love my children. I love chilling and having fun and all of that. We have to look after our emotions and our physical body. I'm absolutely all for that. But our, our body and our emotions cannot be our master. And our servant is the little slave. Like, please, can we just have some time in God's word? No. Too busy watching movies and Facebook and so on. No, we, our, our, our flesh, our mind needs to be our servant and our spirit needs to be the one, the master in control. Amen? That's being walking in the spirit. We need to get our spirit. So fasting is actually all about this happening. It's your spirit rising into ascendancy and your flesh, your body, your mind surrendering. Living sacrifice. Offer your body as a living sacrifice and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's all about this so that you may know the perfect will of God. Walk in the perfect will of God. Fasting is all about denying these things so that they come down. No, you're not going to rule me. And your spirit coming up into a place of ascendancy and walking with God, fellowshipping with God. And so when the Holy Spirit you know, says, let's go this way, your spirit that is in control and surrendered to the Holy Spirit can follow. And it's no contest. Amen? Does that make sense? So I think I'm going to do some more fasting. <laughs> Praise God. I think we need to redeem the word fasting. They did. They fasted in the New Testament. Before they made any big major decisions, Acts 13, pastors, prophets and teachers were there and they were praying in the Spirit and they were fasting. And then the Holy Spirit said, set apart, because they could hear the Spirit. They weren't just taking a stab in the dark and leaving it to chance. It's like, no, they, were, they took the time to fast, to pray, to seek God, to get in His presence, to get in the Spirit. And in the Holy Spirit, He spoke. And, uh, amen? So I know I've kind of gone a bit all over the place here this morning. And uh, you just take whatever you need to hear. But for me, the main thing is, I just, I just want to be consumed with the fire of God. And I want you guys to have an encounter here this morning and, uh, and just, just let that hunger and that desire for more of the Spirit come upon you. Amen? And, and, uh, and let's let the fire of God come here this morning. In fact, would you mind coming back and just playing on the guitar? Let's let the fire of God just come and consume us. And uh, you know, even in His fire, sickness can get burnt up. Amen? Sickness gets burnt up. Temptation. Struggling with temptation. Oh, just all this temptation in my life. Just, oh, just struggling. The fire of God comes upon you. Just, just goes through your life. Suddenly certain things just not there anymore. Desires, temptations. We need the fire of God to come and do that in our life. Amen. It's fire to just burn in us revelation. To hear His voice. Now, after Jesus was raised from the dead, some of His disciples were walking on the road to Emmaus 
and they saw Jesus, but they didn't know it was Jesus. And Jesus came and he walked with them. And then Jesus just started opening up the scriptures, just started opening up the scriptures to them. And he just, they, just, they, they just started having all this revelation. Of, so the scripture just started making sense, just started unlocking and it just started unraveling the word of God to them. And then Jesus, he left. And they looked at each other and said, when he was with us, did not our spirits burn within us? Their spirits were burning. And there's something about presence of God, the fire of God that can come and just unlock his word to us, bring revelation, bring truth, make, his, make the Bible come alive. Amen. Some people, they, they look at the Bible and they're like, oh, I don't understand. I don't get it. I look at it. I'm like, I love reading the word. I love studying the word because the Holy Spirit helps me to understand it. He unlocks it to me. Why don't you guys just stand on your feet and uh, just focus on Jesus right now. We've got about 10 minutes or so. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Your blood has made us pure. It's made us perfect. Holy Spirit, we say come. Come right now. We welcome the fire of heaven. The wonderful person of the Holy Spirit. We welcome you right now. Why don't you just lift your hands. Jesus, we fix our eyes on you. We don't look at ourselves and our sacrifice. We look at the one who is the perfect sacrifice. We do not ask, are we holy enough? We ask Jesus, were you holy enough? And you were. <laughs> you were perfect. We thank you that the fire falls on an acceptable sacrifice. And it fills, the glory of God fills the temple. In the new covenant, we are the temple. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We say, come. Come afresh. Let fresh fire fall in this place. We want more of you. More of you, Holy Spirit. Jesus. Jesus. Just wait. Just wait for him. Mm. Yeah, just receive. Just open your heart to him. Put yourself in a place of just receiving.
want more. We want more, Lord. We want more. Father, we're hungry. We're hungry for you. We're hungry for heaven. We're hungry for the supernatural. We're hungry for your presence. We want more, Lord Jesus. More. Not just now, but this week. The next few weeks and months, we just want increase, increase that fire to burn through our life, that to bring that singleness of focus, that we would be spirit-led, fire-led, <laughs> led by the fire of God. We need your fire. We need your presence for our marriage, for parenting, raising our children. We want the fire of God. We don't just want earthly, natural wisdom. We want heaven's supernatural wisdom and fire and glory over our homes, over our children, in our workplaces. We want to carry the atmosphere of fire. Lord, we thank you that fire is contagious, that other things can catch on fire. And we want to carry that fire and be a testimony, be a testimony that others can, that, that, that just through our life, through the fire that's burning in our life, they will see, they will see God. They will experience God. And they will just suddenly know God is real. We won't have to debate and convince them into the kingdom. But God, your fire will touch them. It will just be easy to lead them to the Lord. Fire, Lord. More of your fire. We want your fire to come, Lord. And just, just that purifying fire to burn up things in our life that we don't want. We're just sick of certain things just being there, just always trying to press into our life and grab our attention and distract us and take us off. Sick of those things. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to come. We surrender ourselves. We offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. Come and let your fire burn in this living sacrifice. Just burn up those things. Burn them up. In Jesus' name, we surrender them to you. We say let your fire just ravage through our lives and burn up everything that is not of your kingdom. It is not of you. It is not right. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Wind of God. Blow in this place. Breath of God. The living breath of God. The mighty refreshing breath of God. Blow in this place. Over our lives right now. Jesus supernatural activity heaven's activity right now taking place Lord we thank you for the shift right now from the natural and earthly to the supernatural and the heavenly right now in Jesus name greater shift in this place greater shift in this place in Jesus name oh Lord we just step into that realm right now the realm of the spirit Step into that supernatural realm where miracles happen, where miracles are easy, where believing is easy, where trusting you is easy, where hearing your voice is easy. We're knowing that we know that you are so real, so good is easy. <laughs> Whew, thank you, thank you. Ah, just, I just feel the Holy Spirit coming now just to burn depression. Some people you're struggling with a bit of depression. Just a bit of heaviness. Heaviness, depression. 
It doesn't make you a terrible person. God loves you. You are so precious to Him. He just wants to come and just lift that heaviness, just that, that, that kind of that garment of heaviness that's just weighing on you, just on your mind, just heavy on your mind. He's just, he's just lifting it right now. The fire is just burning that off your mind, off your body, off your emotions. Holy Spirit, come. Let that fire burn. Just lift depression. Let it go right now. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go in Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, bring joy. Bring supernatural joy. The wonderful joy of the Holy Spirit. The wine of the new covenant. We drink of heaven's wine, heavenly wine. Oh, refreshing. We speak refreshing over people right now. We speak a river of refreshing, supernatural refreshing. Strength, energy, power of the Holy Spirit. Supernatural power of the Holy Spirit that brings refreshing and strength to your body, to your emotions right now. Just receive that. I just see spines, just like a spinal spinal column and just some nerve um, nerve issues, nerve problems, perhaps pinched nerves or swollen muscles around nerves just causing pain in the back. There perhaps there's some people here this morning, you're struggling with those kinds of things. I just feel the Holy Spirit's fire is just targeting those areas right now. Let His fire just come upon you. Let it burn through your spine, through your nerves, through the muscles. Right now, Holy Spirit, we release your fire over those people in Jesus' name. Come and target those areas. Burn. Burn out the pain. Burn out the problem, the stiffness, the sickness, anything. Just burn it out right now in Jesus' name. Just bring an ease, an ease, corrective, correction over people's spines, the nerves, the muscles. Just supernatural Holy Spirit chiropractic adjustment. Holy Spirit physio. Oh, Dr. Holy Spirit, come in Jesus' name. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Organs being repaired right now. Organs being repaired in His presence by the fire of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come burn in people's organs right now. Let the fire just burn up sickness, burn up complications, burn up anything that is wrong, that is not right. Just burn it out in Jesus' name. Just bring healing. Healing right now. Healing. Supernatural. Healing so easy. So easy in your presence. Ah, yes, Lord. So easy in your fire. Jesus' name. Just all manner of of sickness, just even just migraines. I just hear migraines right now, headaches, just regular recurring headaches. It's just healing that right now. Holy Spirit, do it, do it. We pray. <laughs> Fire to burn in people's heads, just releasing, releasing pain, pressure. Just get rid of those headaches. We pray. Just healing, in Jesus' name. When I was in China one time, just ministering, just releasing God's presence and fire, there was a lady had had, she was wearing sunglasses in the meeting. She'd had a migraine for 34 years. God just healed her instantly in the meeting. 
just took away her migraine. She was just crying and laughing and happy and just couldn't believe it. God just touched her, just healed her. 34 years of intense pain, just gone in a moment, in an instant, right now. Holy Spirit, we release fire of God to increase and burn right throughout our bodies. Wherever there's sickness, wherever there is infirmity, wherever things are not right, we say, come. Let your fire come. Let that driving fire, like how it sweeps through the forest and it just drives, it just drives out. Even just all the animals just running, just everything just running as the fire just comes and sweeps through and drives out all the things. Snakes and just all slithering to get out. Holy Spirit, let your fire just burn right through our bodies this morning. In Jesus' name, anything that is not right, that is sickness, infirmity, let it just drive it out right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, we welcome, we welcome. Just more, he's just slowly increasing. There's times when you just you just step straight into his presence. It seems like his presence is so thick and tangible. And there's other times when it just just builds slowly, just increase. And sometimes, sometimes God just I believe sometimes God holds himself back to give us time to get hungry. He wants us to be hungry. He wants us to be like David, as a deer pants for the water, so my soul longs. For you, Lord God. There's times God will just, He'll just bring His presence upon us just so quickly and it's amazing. It's, it's just awesome. But He doesn't do that every time. Sometimes He wants, He hides Himself. He goes and He hides and He, he wants us to pursue Him. Come and look for Him and run after Him and get a hold of Him and get desperate for Him. And he loves language of desperation. Jesus, I, I long for you. I love you. I must have you. I must have more of your presence. I have to have more of your presence. I have to. I must see your eyes. I must hear your voice. I must feel your presence in my life every day. Tell you, the Holy Spirit loves that language. He just, He responds to it. He responds to people whose hearts are just hungry for him. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. It's just increasing. It's increasing in this place. We we have a few more minutes. Just stay focused on him. Just let his presence increase over you right now. We have a few more minutes and then we need to, I believe we need to dismiss the meeting, but we're also just going to keep keep it open and I just want to keep the, the front here open and, and we might pray for some people but you know if you need to get your children or get a coffee or whatever just feel free to also be released or to go whenever you need to go but we just want to linger in his presence for a bit longer and God's not finished here this morning he's got more of a touch for you he's already done some things, but he's got more for you this morning. And it's not just this morning, but this week you're going to find you're going to find an increase. And I want to encourage you this week just to stir up the flames, just to just to fan the flames and to feed, to feed the flames.
Perhaps this week, take time just to get alone with God, just to get in His presence, to let His fire just increase and burn in your life. Come, come, come. Come, Holy Spirit. Jesus. Jesus. Perhaps you're in this place this morning, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I just believe that God is drawing you to himself this morning. He loves you. He created you. He wants you to know him. Don't believe what the world tells you and that he's bad. He's not a good God. And I, I tell you now, he really is a good God. He's an awesome God. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. And he created you. He created you unique. He didn't create you looking like everyone else. He, he made you unique because he wants to know you personally and individually uniquely and it was through sin that mankind was cut off from God but Jesus came and offered himself as a perfect sacrifice to take our sin and take the punishment for our sin upon himself that we might receive forgiveness and the gift of God's righteousness and through his grace through what Jesus did through the blood that he shed we have a way back to the Father Jesus says, I am the, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus has made a way for us to come back to God, to be united with, reunited with our maker, with our creator, to become children of God, to become saved, born again, to receive the gift of eternal life, not to be afraid of death. The worst that death can do is just send us into heaven <laughs> because of what Jesus did. We can, you can know that, that you're going to spend all eternity with God, seeing, seeing loved ones that you knew on this earth. I'm going to see my wife, my children. We're all going to be in heaven together. It's not just a little moment in time we lived this life and loved people and loved our children and then we die and we just cease to exist and it all counts for nothing. No, what a load of garbage. It has meaning. God created us. He loves us. He loves family. He's calling us into his family. If you're here this morning, he's calling you into his family. You can know him. All you need to do is surrender your life to him. Just to say, Jesus, I surrender. I give up. I give you my life. I believe in Jesus. I receive Jesus. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. I believe. I confess you. You are my Lord. Yes. Say yes to Jesus. The Bible says all that call on the name of Jesus will be saved. All you have to do this morning is call on the name of Jesus, is believe and receive him. You will become a child of God. You'll be born again. Be given the gift of eternal life. You become a part of his church, part of his family, his body. You can get to know him and walk with him. Get to know the creator, your creator. It's the most wonderful, glorious thing in this world. And I want to encourage you, if that is you this morning, won't you just receive Jesus, give him your life. He's got a better life for you than you've got for yourself. He's got the best life for you. Just give him your life today. Jesus, mighty name. Thank you, Lord. I just wonder if there's some people here this morning, maybe three or four or five of you, that you're feeling 
You're really feeling God's tangible presence on you right now. You can feel the Holy Spirit's fire or you can feel the Holy Spirit strongly on you and you just want a little bit more. I want to ask just four or five of you, would you come out the front and just stand just along the front here? I'm just going to pray for you. I'm going to release a greater fire over your life. So don't hold back. Just come. Four or five of you, you can feel God's tangible presence right now. You want some more? That's it. Be hungry. Be hungry. We're going to pray for more after this, but just come a little bit more forward. If you don't mind, just come stand a little bit more forward. We can maybe stand all here. Four. So we need one more. Why is it all the ladies? What about a man? (laughs) Hey, come on. (laughs) All right. We're doing the ladies first. (laughs) Ladies first, and then we'll have some gentlemen. Wonderful. Praise God. Maybe we could have, yeah, a couple of catches. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yes, yes. Increase, increase. <laughs> whew, whew. Fire's getting hotter. <laughs> fire's getting hotter. Jesus started his church with the Holy Spirit and fire. And it was never supposed to go out. It was just supposed to increase and get hotter and hotter and hotter throughout history. And I'll tell you what, the fire of God is coming back to the church. This world has lost respect for the church, but when the fire of God comes back to the church, suddenly the church is going to pay more attention. The world is going to pay more attention to the church. <sighs> Father, we want to increase of your fire in the church. In the church. Let your fire come back to the church. Let the the strongholds and the blockages that are keeping your fire out, let them be burnt up, let them be removed, let them be smashed out of the way. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit come back to your church. And God, we pray and declare and prophesy a greater outpouring of the fire of God in Perth over the churches in Jesus' mighty name. Over the Australian church, Lord, we just prophesy an increase. Come on, just just release your faith right now. God, we just prophesy an increase and release of the fire of God over the church in Australia in Jesus' mighty name. Yes, Lord, let it increase in this church and over these people here right now in Jesus' mighty name. Guys are receiving wonderfully. Get ready to receive some more. More, 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 more. Holy Spirit, come. Touch, 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 touch. <laughs> more, more, more. Jesus.